10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Clubbercast. Hello and welcome to the first ever Clubbercamp podcast. Uh, as you may have just heard, we've decided to call Clubbercast. Uh, I'm sat here in the DMC, Banzer Town Centre, with Glenn from Walnut Creative. How are we doing, Glenn? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself, buddy? Yes, absolutely sound, brother. A little bit nervous about the fact that we're going to do this first ever podcast and we're going to phone a badass dude from Los Angeles called Greg, aka at Denim Hound. It is handle on Instagram. And I'm hoping from tonight, Glenn, that we've convinced you to buy a pair of raw denim. Well, we'll see. It's early days, yeah. As um, as you know, Ben, cause I bought them from you, which you should know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got my Red Wings and my Topo bag, and that's as deep as I am into it at the moment. We'll we'll see if that goes any further. That's but so I mean. A lot of people will be tuning in because they probably know you, but it's probably, you know, quite nice to start from the top in terms of asking. So, like, like who, who is Ben and what is Clobbercam? Answer that in two parts, buddy. Uh, well, it definitely is two parts because Ben is just a, a bloke from a mining town in North England. Uh, Clobbercam is something that. Uh, Started by accident a few years back. Started with a uh, post on Instagram. It was just a picture. Uh, everybody does it these days. You put pictures on what you're wearing. People like it. People comment. If you're wearing uh, decent stuff and you're into decent clothes, people. It, it, it don't, don't, don't really matter whether you're a man of my age, whether you're a young girl, whether you're a young man, whether you're an old man. Uh, yeah, it was just basically a picture put on Instagram, and one thing led to another, and somehow I found myself. Uh, running a denim retail store and I'm sat here with you Glenn doing a blog cool 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 a, a podcast not a blog it is a podcast you're too, you're too used to doing blogs you're yes, too used to doing blogs, blogs aren't you because it went from the Instagram on to a blog and now this is I don't know I think this might be the next step yeah yeah cool me. cool so podcasts are obviously a growing thing and we well we you Ben have recognised that we don't feel that there's probably a, a denim podcast out there at the moment, which is quite interesting for for your your genre of bloke. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, well, they're into. I don't think, mate. To be mm. honest with you, it's uh, I, w- I was doing some interviews with some brands a few weeks back for the blogs, <laughs> and uh, basically, long story short, uh, all the interviews that I did were five minutes is long, which is how they were supposed to be. Then all of a sudden, I interviewed a guy, uh, a, 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 a brilliant guy from a brand called Oak Street Bootmakers, a guy called George, and his interview were 20 minutes long. And I got it all on my dictaphone, and I was like, fucking hell, this guy's like talked four times longer than anybody else. I'm going to have to listen to this back before, before we put it up on blog. And uh, so I listened to it back when I was driving home from uh, the shop one day, and God, it, you know, it's... You know, this guy's fucking interesting. Like what he's yeah, done, yeah. what he's achieved is interesting. And the only thing that kind of ruined the conversation was me because I, 
I were really structuring it back to the five questions that we'd asked all these brands at this event, which were salvage run in Berlin. Uh, and as soon as I'd finished listening to that 20 minute interview, uh, I decided that were it. Uh, Car needed to do a podcast and I gave you a call, Glenn. Yes, you did indeed. So in terms of like my background and things like that, again, just another guy from a northern town <laughs> in England. Um, but my background is marketing, design, media as such. And I guess that's kind of why we're cage fighting. Yeah, again, but that's maybe for another episode. I've, I've retired now. I'm too soft for that and too old. And yeah, it's just not worth it. But that's another story. Um, but in terms of obviously our relationship together is uh, we probably met about just over about 10 years ago, yeah, probably easy. probably wouldn't be far off exactly 10 years, yeah, um, where I walked into your um, old vintage store, where yeah, I was like, this is completely different to any other shop that I've ever seen. This is amazing. The guy behind the counters, a really nice chap. Let's be friends. And 10 <laughs> years on, here we are, sat on a little pub bench in an office, um, talking into a condenser microphone, creating the first ever denim podcast which is quite yeah. exciting yeah. funny how That's life takes you on little journeys yeah. um but in terms of denim i'm like completely fresh fresh uneducated um unworthy but uh, i reckon that there's so many people out there that are kind of in my position in terms of really really like the idea concept I'm not sure if i dare part with 300 quid for a pair of jeans. It doesn't have to and be 300 quid, but you are right, it's expensive, it can seem expensive, all from 150 to 300 quid. Yeah, so compared to retail, it could be, you know, yeah. three, four, five times as much as what yeah. you might be used to paying, especially because there's so many online retailers out there offering jeans at probably like 20 quid as a starting point, mm-hmm. um, up to getting something which is probably, you see as cheap rubbish, up to like 70, 80 quid and probably beyond, so. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence and I'm a, I'm a newbie, I'm fresh. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can give like a perspective of kind of ask some questions that most people will be kind of sat in the car, sat listening on the, the, the mark or whatever they're doing is I can answer them questions and kind of put myself in that position to be in the firing line by the professionals like yourself and Gregor we're going to be talking to later. I'm not sure if but, I'm a professional, but you're absolutely right. It's yeah. really good to uh, have a neutral. Yeah, yeah, defo. So what I want to know is kind of, obviously, you know, we've talked about kind of like making a podcast. We see why you want to do it, Ben, but like what what should people who are tuning in and giving us like an hour, an hour and a half of the time uh, every week, like what, what are they going to expect to hear? Like what, what, what do you want to achieve from this? Or like what do we want to share with people? <coughs> it, that's a funny, that's a two-part question for me because what I want to achieve from it and what do I want to share with people... I see that as two different avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, what do I want to achieve from it? I just enjoy talking to people that know about denim, leather goods, heritage products, handmade, brands, uh, designers. I just enjoy speaking to people that do all that. So for me, I hope to achieve knowledge. I hope to achieve uh, more information on, on how it all works behind the scenes before it comes to a shop, before it even comes into my store. Uh, before brands send out the line sheets. Uh, I'm really interested in all that. Uh, in terms of the, the, the mass population, I think, it's, I think for a long time, buying clothing has not been about, I've got 20 quid, what can I buy for it? It's been, 
I've got 20 quid. How much can I buy for it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I, I don't think that's sustainable long term, really. I think it's, uh, I understand it. I understand fast fashion. I understand that uh, I could never knock social media because everything I've done is built on Instagram. So I could never knock what it is. But at the same time, I do think it gives off a false... False economy, almost, in terms of, like, fast fashion. Because I was having this conversation with my wife about, like, she really nearly went spare when I bought a pair of Red Red Wings, which is, like, what, 275 roughly retail price, whatever that might be. 249, I think. 249 at all good retail stores, a.k.a. Glover Cam Supply Co. All good retail stores, (laughs) including mine. (laughs) I'm the Um, only one that sells them. (laughs) And... uh, I uh, I kind of went on with this box of shoes and it's like, yeah, you spent I've spent 250 quid on these. And she's like, well, that's ridiculous because you could get them for, or get an equi- not an equivalent as such as to this context, but you can get a pair which may look roughly the same, that'd be 40 quid. Yeah. But I kind of sold her the dream to justify my purchase as to, yeah, but these will last me 20 years, so I never have to buy any more brown boots. That look like this, and by the way, as they get older, they get better. So I'm kind of on. I'm I'm in there when it comes to Red Wings. I completely get that, and so many more of my friends and peers are as well. I'm still to get there with the denim, which we're going to hear more and more of on every episode of the the podcast. Quickly before we do get on with the podcast, I'm going to reverse that on you, Glenn. Uh, you're there with the boots, but why not with the denim? What is in your head? What is the difference? Why can you justify spending it on boots, but you can't quite get your head around spending it on denim? What has happened to make you think that? Uh, I think for me, it's always kind of been, I don't know, I've never really kind of ever really liked that many jeans that much in the sense that I think in all my life, which might sound crazy, I think I've had two pair of Levi jeans. And I would begrudgingly paying for them. Or like one of the pairs I were over in Vegas. So I kind of got them a bit cheaper at an outlet store. But for me, I've kind of like... People... When I look at outfits or whatever that might be. Or if I'm shopping. My kind of statement as such. Or kind of the things that stand out. Is I've always been like my top on my footwear. Never really kind of admired the denim as much as what I would do as seeing like a nice top or a pair of shoes or a pair of boots, whatever that might be. Uh, when you see other people wearing things, I don't think I've ever kind of looked at someone as such and said, wow, they're awesome jeans. But I know that I've always said, that's a cool bag, that's a cool hat, that's a cool top, yeah. that's a cool pair of shoes. So maybe that's me kind of being on I my own. It'd be interesting yeah. to know what, what people think of that. Yeah, but. I, um, I think that might be. I wonder if that's down to layering, because we're in the UK. Maybe so. So, like the jeans are sort of like the, the least most important thing, because people wear them all year. Exactly that. Whereas yeah, yeah. It's just you normal. Wear a t-shirt, a shirt, a jumper, a jacket. In this country. Yeah, yeah. So jackets. I mean, I must have, and I pay and I pay good money for jackets as well. I mean, I've got you know, again, not going down this sort of route, but you know, your bell staff, uh, barber, mm-hmm. um, things like that. I've I've spent good money on things like that but well, they are good brands. in terms of like denim it's kind of like it's never been kind of a thought process of nice one i've got 150 quid to spend i'm going to spend it on denim it's never been in my thought process but maybe you know i'm here to be educated and hopefully i can kind of come through it and we'll this is this is not kind of a podcast social experiment for me to kind of say look i'm a believer it's none of that if we get to the end of it and kind of like yep still not quite there but i've given my insight then you know that that's where we are. So it's not kind of a 
a sales pitches to get a newbie to turn into a denim a denim denim head as though. such but yeah um but yeah so we're going to be talking about you know the denim side the fashion mm-hmm. side but we're gonna have a bit of fun as well aren't we ben yeah 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 too right i hope so anyway yeah what so we so we've got we're gonna for me it's i like talking about stuff that i like so i like to share <laughs> stuff about stuff like that uh, i'm quite a random guy as well so you know it, it i will be some random shit kicking off uh, but on top of that as well, you know, you know, a bit of fun, music, current affairs, you know, maybe, feedback, maybe, yeah, feedback yeah, feedback for you. So yeah, so it's 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 all good. So I mean, rather than us rambling on for too much longer, I know we've got Greg waiting on the line, yeah. Ben. So if Pledge. yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Greg, much better than I do. I'm first. This is the first time I'm going to speak to him. So if you want to kind of yeah, tell everybody who may not know who he is or kind of people who do know who he is a bit of a a, a rock star introduction yeah well it's uh, yeah Greg I've known Greg a couple of years now and he's helped me uh, on clobbercam.com when it comes to blogging he's helped me create content he does uh, product reviews he's done denim for beginners which were, in a, were a really successful post that we did uh, around a year back which is kind of what we're going to rehash on tonight uh, just basically when it comes to denim he's he's just a right good bloke he knows a lot of stuff uh, he's really nice to talk to he's really friendly uh, and I look like you know I love working alongside him on clobbercam.com and I can't wait to do it even more and I just thought uh, his attitude towards it and his uh and the, the the way he approaches it is perfect for a, a first ever denim mm-hmm. blog. Awesome. Uh, to be honest with you, mate. Brill, so, brill. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing from Greg. So uh, here he is now on the call. Yeah. Hello, Greg. How are we doing, mate? Hey, Ben. Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. How's your day so far? Made made That's some good. tea in America. I like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah, it's Japanese green tea. I, I got this place. I get it shipped from Japan. It's like ah. called uh, Ibikian. So you like your tea? So, like you like your denim, Greg? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Uh, yeah, I switched to tea. <laughs> Tell us, and where are you? Are you at home? Are you in? Uh, are you at work? What are you doing? I'm at home chilling. Uh, I'm just wearing wearing some denim and my my, my slippers. <laughs> in my living room, just sitting on my couch. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it, man. Sure. What's weather like there in LA? Ah, fucking sucks, man. Uh, it's winter time. It's mid, should be dead midwinter. Uh, it's about 85 today. Oh, is so, that it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Usually, I mean, I've been here for about 15 years, and we usually get a winter with at least some some clouds, a little bit of rain here and there. It gets down into the you know 50s, yeah. 60s, 50s. You get a little layering weather in, but um, I think it's pretty much been like a, a, a summer summer winter here the whole time. Yeah, so yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it's it's weird because it's like I mean we're like probably 60 degrees lower than you all the time anyway but it's almost yeah. like the year's just becoming one long grey sort of weather we don't really get snow anymore and we don't really get loads of sun over here it's just the same from yeah. start to finish you know yeah. 
if we're lucky, we may may get the barbecue out like once in a year, and that's a good summer. <laughs> uh, so you don't get the summer or the winter, really. Not really, no. And even if you get barbecue out, you need to make sure you've got like one of them little cheap tarpaulin sort of tent things, <laughs> just in case uh, it rains. You can still serve burgers under it, but that's uh, that to, like, towards your palm trees are romantic. Pretty much year round. That's cool. That's good, man. That's good. Cool, cool. What right then. Got, uh, yeah. What you got planned for weekend, Greg? Oh, uh, actually, there's a, a free note cloth uh, grand opening party on Friday night. Well, Friday is uh, inspiration, so I'm gonna be doing that uh, all weekend with with free note at the free note booth. What's and that? Tell us about that. What's that? That sounds great. Yeah, Inspiration is like an annual vintage clothing fair kind of thing where it's like just tons and tons of uh, different brands with different booths, you know, vintage, like vintage secondhand brands, new brands, reproduction brands, you know, denim ah, brands. really? Brands. Is, it like, is that yeah, a trade show, really, Greg? What's that? Is that a trade show? like a trade show but it's like open to the public and you can buy stuff so it's like a giant market show cool slash yeah yeah oh, that's uh, cool. I actually i haven't actually been myself this is my first year going i've been meaning to go for the past few years but um yeah i'm still gonna be going and, and what will uh, what will free not be doing there they got a booth so they're gonna be uh you know meeting people talking to people getting you know i think we're gonna have a, a giant like brisket or something so we're going to be like rotisseriing a giant smoked brisket and be hanging out drinking beers talking to people selling some clothes uh yeah just just kind of just yeah, having a good cool, time man. really yeah. that's really cool so. it's uh we do a lot of vintage well we do a lot of vintage workwear through supply co here in yeah. uk but we don't have any events like that if you know i mean we never oh, the vintage and the denim world don't really cross uh, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to ask that question. How, how typical is it for vintage and, you know, the denim world to cross over? Is that quite typical in America? I, yeah, I, I, I thought so. I think so. Um, I, it seemed, to me, it just seems to go hand in hand, and, I, and a lot of times it does out here, I think. Um, uh, I think this is definitely one of the bigger events that I know about that, that, that does that. Um, but, you know, a lot of shops out here will... A lot of the shops out here that, that carry denim also, like, the, there's a couple of shops out here that carry, like, vintage secondhand stuff. Yeah. And then I guess there's the, the vintage reproduction kind of brands, like mm -hmm. Mr. Freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, like, the new like, Japanese and U.S. denim shops with the new stuff. So I guess in, in stores, I guess there's not a lot of stores that kind mm -hmm. of mix it up, but I feel like events like Inspiration and... I don't know, maybe it's just in my mind that it all goes together. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. And um, would you say, I, yeah. would you say, Greg, that like LA is more of a vintage scene, more of a denim scene, a good mix? What What would you say the general fashion scene in LA would be? You know, in LA, the, it, well, okay, so obviously there's like the giant like fashion scene, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with like you know designer labels and stuff, and that's really big out here, and with the Fashion Week, and there's just a lot of a lot for that a lot of the malls or you know have all the, the prada and dior and fendi and blah 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 mm -hmm. uh and and, and like, well right now you know denim's even kind of hot in that world so 
in a way, the lines are blurring, but as far as like real denim, Japanese denim, really well made, U.S. denim, um, it's not that huge because, uh, you know, it gets really warm. I mean, especially the heavyweight denim is really not that big out here because of the, the, te- mm-hmm. you know, the temperature and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you'll see a lot of like, you know, in like, Hollywood or Silver Lake or Los Feliz or Highland Park, you know, a lot of people are, you know, like, the, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote cool kids are all, you know, like a lot of them are wearing salvage denim, but usually it's a lot of, like, fit, like you know, older vintage salvage denim ripped up kind of Levi's and, and, yeah, and yeah. Lee and stuff like that. Um, but in the past five years, I'd say it's, it's grown a lot, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's huge. I would say it's, it's moderate. Yeah. Mm. And that and that yeah. and that's the uh, that's the pure you mean the, you know the salvage the rod any of the brands you you, you know yeah. it's, it's growing basically is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of brands out here, you know, you got Rogue Territory, you got Freno Cloth, you got 316 Railcar, uh Brave Star Salvage, uh who else? Uh Copto brand, uh a lot of a lot of brands, uh, raw denim brands, are out here, but I feel like you know they, they sell a, a good amount here, but it, it's mostly like in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. Is I feel like a, a big part of their market. Um, you know, working at Freedom uh, for the past month or so, it's been really cool because it's basically you just per- person by person educating and informing people about what it is, what what the deal with raw denim is, the quality aspects, the you know everything really so it's a, it's a great it's you cool. basically haven't as a, have a, as a brand out here that brands have to do basically be constantly educating people on on what what it is they're doing you know <laughs> it's, yeah uh, it's mental that you say that uh it's mental that you say that greg because we i mean we're i mean I'm, I'm just relating back to me working in my store which is in sheffield northern england uh we've got two good denim shops in london it's like anywhere else like london's it's brilliant, but it's its own little bubble, if that makes sense. Like, there's yeah, London, yeah. and then there's the rest of the UK, <laughs> if that makes sense. And we, uh, yeah. we, uh, we're the exact same. Every customer that comes in, they kind of walk into the store, and they see it, and they go, I like this. I like how it looks. I like the atmosphere. I like, I like what it's about, but I've got no idea what it is. <laughs> like, like, literally no idea. And then... And then you have to start at the beginning with every every gent, every bloke that walks in. You have to say, right, well, what we do is we do this. It's salvage denim. It's salvage because it's this. It's raw because it's mm-hmm. this. It sells yeah. because it fits like this, and this is what it does. And uh, yeah. and, and and then they go into changing room, and they try a pair of Telesonon or they'll try a pair of Shocker on whatever it is. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you, you kind of get to recognize your silhouettes when they walk in and you know what jeans are going to work on them don't you basically you do the shopping they didn't do the shopping yeah, you do yeah. the shopping that's how it is and they walk yeah. in and uh and and they walk out at changing room and they look at mirror and you see that penny drop the penny drops all of a sudden they understand it they get it they go oh this is what real denim's about now i understand it now i get it um but I thought that was just me. I would, I would just about I didn't to say exactly. You were doing that. Yeah, I, I thought that was just a a, Brit, a British thing, yeah. an English England thing. It's really really surprised me that you that you mentioned that there's still a lot of yeah. education because from the very limited knowledge that I've got at the moment, I, 
I kind of look American, kind of Japanese. Yep, they must just get it and we're going to catch up because generally we catch up after America because we're becoming very Americanized. I mean, we've only just got five guys and that's a revelation. I mean, it's. I would say there is a huge community out here, but it's like. We're also spread out and but connected through Instagram. So when you kind of look at like things like Instagram, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, you see it all connected in one place, really. But if you're out here living, you know, you walk around and once in a while, you know, I mean, in L.A., it's probably more than in if you're in, I don't know, Milwaukee or Wisconsin or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you, you'll, you'll, you know, on a pretty weekly basis, you'll like spot somebody with, with some salvage or you can tell like, oh, that's a good pair of Japanese denim or mm. you'll, see the, you'll see the actual real fades, not the like pre-distressed fades. And you're yeah. like, ah, oh, and sometimes, <laughs> you point, sometimes you point it out and you're like, oh, what's up? And you kind of call the, sometimes you call out the brand and some people are like, yeah. And some people look at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like kind of creeper style, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's like people walk into the shop and they'll be like, Oh, this is fucking cool. Yeah. What is it? You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it's an educational process over and over. Um, out in L.A., it, it, as far as just people walking down the street and just finding their way into the shop, people that are not coming in, like to free note, they're, they're, uh, it's a 50-50. Some people are like, oh, what's this? And you tell them, like, oh, that's cool, but no, not for me. Hell no. I like my, like, thin, comfy stretch jeans or whatever, mm. or my skinny, you, you know, super. It's another thing, too, is, you know, People like a lot. Most people like really slim, tapered, skinny jeans out here. And, yeah. You know, with raw denim, if you've never worn raw denim, and you go from wearing some like tight, stretched Levi's, you know, or something, to yeah. trying to find that fit in raw denim, and you put it on for the first time, if you're not ready, if you're not looking for a challenge, you're gonna go, oh, that's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. people that do kind of get interested and like they kind of fall in love with the idea of it, mm-hmm. they'll they'll buy a pair and walk out, and six months later come back in and like, oh, I'm changed for life, you know, I'm converted. Yeah, you know, I've seen the light, and and they'll just that's from then on they'll be you know into it. Isn't, but yeah, isn't it crazy how that works? Into yeah. uh, it's mental how how the uh, I don't know what what is it about men. And raw denim that makes you feel almost protected when you put it on. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like it goes back to the uh, you know medieval times when you had to wear your armor, <laughs> you know, and, and you went into yeah. battle and you felt like you were protected and you felt like it could take a good kick in and it'd still be good. And today we're still the exact same, you know. And denim and, and leather for you know denim leather, heavy canvas, all them things somehow bring back them. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's insecurities. I don't know what it is, but there's something about it that makes you feel like you're protected mm. when you're walking about. And the fact that designers out there are absolutely brilliant and you feel like you look good as well, it's like a it's like a complete package, if that makes any sense. That might just be in my head. But. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, and I agree. I, I feel the same way. And, and, you know, I think it's also because there's not as many options for men like as say there's women for clothing like you have you wear slacks or you can wear jeans or kind of you know workwear pants or that's or shorts and that's kind of like your deal and you wear t-shirts or button-ups mm-hmm. uh and then it's like you know that's about it so and when we you know for me growing up in the states you know i, I grew up in the 80s and 90s uh and, and just, just to interrupt you greg how old are you 
Ah, uh, 36. 36. Well, I'm, I'm 34, yeah. so we're on the same, yeah, 80s, 90s. Got that. Carry on, mate. Sorry, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to let everybody yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so, it, but, you know, at that point, it was heavily into, like, industrialization and, and fast fashion and uh, cheap, cheaply produced garments, and I, I grew up wearing that kind of stuff, and you don't, you don't know the difference. Uh, you hear about, like, you hear your dad saying, or your uncle saying, like, oh, man, I remember when he used to buy a pair of jeans, and you just wear that for, like, you know, five, ten years, and, you know, everything was made differently back then, and mm. still, like, you know, kind of glorifying the olden days of well-made clothes, in, at least in America. And, and then, you know, when I was, I, I was a skateboarder when I was, uh, like, in my teenage years and early 20s, um, and... When I got to that, you know, I would go through clothes, in, you know, on a monthly basis just from falling on the concrete and just tearing up clothes really quickly. Mm. So I, I got really into shopping at Army surplus stores. Good call. And so I would go, yeah, I would go to Army surplus stores, go get some, like, fatigue pants, yeah. you know, with the ripstop, with the ripstop fabric, yeah. and uh, wear one pair like that and a T-shirt for maybe six months to a year until yeah. it literally, like, disappeared and disintegrated into thin air. Um, and that pro- I, I really fell in love with that process of like having one good, well-made thing that's a little bit uncomfortable and maybe gives you like chafing at first or whatever. But then as you know, it progresses into that that moment right before it disappears and, and disintegrates <laughs> in the thin air. It's like the best thing, both with comfort and yeah. just the fact that it's yours, you know, and you totally made it's it's a, almost like a part of your skin at that point. Uh, and just that whole process, I really fell in love with it, and and I think that was like the seed for my love of raw denim because that, you know, uh, kind of that process is, is the inherent process in wearing raw denim mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then when I discovered raw denim for the kind of the second time in my life, I, that it, it all kind of came together. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is my jam. Cool, cool. So what I want to ask now, Greg, is um, mm-hmm. you and Ben have similar ages, probably quite similar upbringings, apart from obviously different countries and similar interests. Today's shopper of raw denim, is is there a kind of stereotypical demographic that, yep, this guy will be or... What what do the customers look like? Do they come from different walks of life? You know, is it young, old, in between, a bit of everything? Is there any way to blanket that demographic in any way? started becoming more popular again in uh in the u.s but i think it's starting to expand uh i mean i have everything from you know early 20s uh you know i hate fucking word hipster but kind of like in that kind of Mm -hmm. zone like cool you know kids that you know know what's up and like music and like going to shows or in bands or they like skateboarding or they're you know yeah uh, yeah. in indie kids or whatever you know in that whole realm uh, and then you have it to, to dudes that are in their like 50s and, and 60s and coming in and they, they, they were around in the 60s and in the, in the 70s and they were like, oh yeah, they, they remember having, getting their dad's jeans from the 50s and, 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 and love rocking those in the, in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s and yeah, yeah. They, they, know, they already know what's up, they knew what was up before we did kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and I mean, also to, to women coming in and, and buying 
<clears throat> men's raw salvage jeans because there's not a lot of companies that make women's salvage jeans. But yeah, yeah. You know, they like the. They're still sometimes they'll get them tapered or whatever. But you know, it's seeming it's seeming to be expanding as far as demographic is concerned out here, um, which is a good thing and it's cool. I think you know, and everybody. It you know, obviously, a good maybe. To like a third to a half of the people that come in, it's an educational process, but the other half, yeah, yeah, already know and they just go straight to it, you know. I see, cool, so. cool. So, um, yeah. I'll hand back over to Ben because I know that he's got um, some set questions to answer <laughs> uh, to ask you, Greg. And then we've also, um, Ben, you've been on Clobbercam's Instagram and there's been some live questions coming too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, I put a post there just before we called you, mate. Basically, yeah, what I said were, uh, we're doing a denim. Po- think i can't say this for definite but i think this might be the first ever denim related podcast break mm, okay uh, yeah, which hey. is well, uh, well, i'm not sure if that's a good thing because it means that we're doing something new or if it's a bad thing because it means that there's only me and you that care <laughs> Definitely a good thing, in my yeah <laughs> i think so i reckon so bros i reckon yeah. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're on it. We're on it now. We said it now. We said it live. So therefore, we're either going to get slated because I've got it wrong, or we'll be down as the people that did the first ever denim related podcast, which is cool as well. We're the first to ever announce that we're the first to do a denim related podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it took us in the UK and you in LA to uh, to come to that, which is brilliant. What, what, what I wanted to do, Greg, is, you know, about a year back, we did the Denim for Beginners yeah. uh, feature on clobbercam.com, and it is by far my favourite post that we've ever done, by an absolute mile. It's the one, it's, I, I mean, Glenn read, I, I got Glenn, I told Glenn about this this morning, or like, see, the thing is, I'm sat here with Glenn, Glenn is brilliant for us, Greg, because Glenn is is sitting on the fence. He don't yeah. actually he don't he don't fully understand what we love and what we do, mm-hmm. but he's completely open minded. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> it, it, it's not there yet. He's not convinced. No. Do you get what I mean? Like he's not he's not no, he's not no. sold like we are. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I love him. Other than the fact that I love him and he's, <laughs> he's brilliant at talking and he's, he's a lovely bloke. I love the fact that easier doing this now because because there's probably a lot of people in my position who I are kind so. of on the on the edges. Um, yeah. I, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, Greg, is that I've got some Red Wings and I love them. And for the first couple of days of having them, I'm thinking I paid quite a lot of money for these shoes. I know that they look <laughs> awesome if they're beat up. But I'm really worried to beat them up because I've paid a lot of money for these <laughs> shoes, <laughs> and I, th- I, I guess uh, there's a lot of people thinking that way as well. And then uh, from there, um, my next item from Clobbercam was a topo bag, because I do so much travelling around, and it's just a perfect work bag, and you know it looks m- awesome. But I, yeah. I bought it on looking awesome rather than probably. Ben got really emotional about the fabric, the zip the leather, the the history behind it. I'm like, that's a really nice bag. I'm going to buy that. So I probably didn't buy it for the reasons that Ben wanted, 
But now, obviously, <laughs> I'm kind of like coming around to the idea of everything because, you know, working closely with Ben on a daily basis is kind of like we're in, in a way. Um, but the bit that I don't kind of get at the moment is the denim side of it because, as I say, like, I do feel a bit embarrassed turning my shoes up on my... Do- uh, t- turning my... Um, my jeans up on my Doc Martins because I know they don't look quite as good as <laughs> Ben's. And then I've just kind of like done a bit of research and I kind of get as to why. Snobs. But I don't no. really know like... I've become a snob. I don't even know if that's like worth like £200, £300, £400 or not. Gotcha. So I'm kind of... That's the next step. That's like the next step. I think a lot of people that might tune into this, it's brilliant writing a blog. But yeah. on a blog, I mean... Every blog that we do, we try and keep to less than 10 minutes, basically, so you can read it while you're having a shit, top and bottom. <laughs> That's how I see it, like, you know, like, people ain't got time, people ain't got time for, for, for reading it, so I loved doing 10 at 10s, and it's a big reason why I'm able to do this now, because blogging bloggers is something that had not, I don't know if it had been done before, but it definitely not not, not been done in the denim world, if you know what I mean, so that allowed me to... Uh, you know, tech clobber calm up a level, which has eventually ended up in retail and and now and now we're podcasting. But what I really wanted to do today was sort of rehash my all-time favourite uh, clobber calm post in collaboration with Denim Hout, which is Denim for Beginners. So what I'd like to do, Greg, is sort of kind of go through them questions again with you, mate, and, uh, and let anybody that's sort of tuning in now, anybody that's sort of going on to podcast one or wherever this wherever this ends up at the weekend because that's when it's going to go live uh, yeah. like uh, what the fuck are they listening to why are we all sat here talking why are you drinking your Japanese tea in Los Angeles while we're drinking a cause Light in UK like why why is this happening uh, and <laughs> let's face it it is because of denim that is why you know like that, that that's it the love for it I mean uh God, I got so romantically involved a couple of years ago, I don't even know where to s- start with it because it uh, it took a hold on me that I didn't even know was there. I didn't even know I, I didn't even know I belonged to Denim World. I find it really interesting that you were talking about old military because I were exact well, you talk about old military, I work for a vintage wholesaler. So I, you know, like I saw loads of old military and it was something about something that could get beaten and worn, something that you could uh, I don't know, almost like a punching bag that you are on your body. There's something, uh, there's something that makes me feel protected by that. There's something that makes me feel uh, safe by that. Yeah. There's, uh, and then, you, you know, I ended up on Instagram and I ended up getting to know people and all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not a tech head. I can't do websites. I can't do, I don't do Twitter. I, I avoid Facebook at all odds, but there was something about Instagram that connected me to people and made me feel like I were actually part of summit. <laughs> and, 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 and other people understood what I understood, if you know what I mean. And, uh, and all of a sudden you can start talking to people about things. And I think tonight it'd be really good to get other people into that frame of mind. So there's people on there at minute that they might have seen your feed, they might have seen mine, they might have seen Jim's and Jim's, they might have seen Jeff's. They, they could have seen all these feeds, but they're still not quite sure where it is. 
and to be honest with you, Greg, it's an education to me, and you're the expert. So, the denim for beginners. I'm just going to kind of fire away the ten questions at you. Okay. So, so we can, so we can do, yeah, so we can do them again if that's all right with yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Let's, really? let's do it. But before, let me just take it back a couple steps because there's a couple things I wanted to comment on. Yeah. Back, back to the the first, the, you're experiencing the first my red wings dilemma, which yeah. is like you bought something that are supposed to be work boots that cost you what three hundred bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they're fucking beautiful, <laughs> uh, and they're supposed to be like the, and they feel like tanks, and they are like tanks. But then you don't want to like scuff them up. That's that's, that's like the first. You don't want to you don't want to wear them too much at first. I think that everybody that that's the I first emotion. <laughs> yeah, unless you are actually like a you know working uh, and physical in labor. Then yeah, you, you. I'll be honest, Greg. Know. I'm a graphic design based marketeer, <laughs> <laughs> as most people are who wear Red Wings these days. I'm Jeez, so. Aesthetic. Yes, exactly. Anything, really. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like I think that's how I was with my first Red Wings. I think that's how a lot of people are with their first Red Wings. So you're you're in good company, and that's just normal. Just it's part of the process. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the evolution. I feel like it's a denim, de- like a a raw denim counseling session. <laughs> you will get through this. You will get through this, and you will buy some nice jeans eventually. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the first reason that anybody should fucking get well, anything or get that's anything. That's a hook. Is that they're like, they're like, this is fucking cool, mm. not because it like makes me cool. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. This and that about it. It's like I fucking that's fucking cool. That's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's really if you have that, that's all the reason you need to get something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then eventually you'll as you use it and wear it, and you know, even you know, like the the jeans that you're 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 putting yourself down for that don't have the salvage and yeah sorry you know, this and that like you you bought those when when you thought they were fucking cool you know yeah and, yeah and they and you're like yeah you put them on you're like yeah these are fucking cool i love these mm. and as you warm and as you kind of progress and learn you're like oh maybe this part's not so cool about this maybe uh, oh you know i don't not i'm not really feeling so cool about these anymore but this is why and oh mm. these this is why, and you, and you kind of, that's how you grow and you learn. I think that's just all part of the process. You know, my first yeah, jeans yeah. Were, were stretched Levi's, you know, and I thought they were fucking cool. Like 12 years ago, I was, yeah. just 15 years ago now, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, cause I like the fit. Cool. I like the way they looked, and that was just mm-hmm. felt fucking cool. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. these are cool, and now I'm like, shit. And too, man, I wanted to say officially congratulations on the shop, dude. It's really been cool to see you like grow from you know doing the blog and and, and the Instagram page and then building it out to a shop and, and all the work you put into that, man. It's it's, it's so super rad to watch, dude. Oh, yeah. So congratulations on that, and I and I, I support you, and I uh, I hope the best success for the for the shop as well as all spouse, but as well as the podcast and all the other endeavors that you're you're getting involved in, man. It's it's, it's cool to see you see you grow. I, uh, oh. I really appreciate that, Greg. That's really good to know. It's uh, it's a constant battle. Like I think a lot of people think that you know you you start a shop and you open doors and all of a sudden it's it's rosy, but it, it really isn't. Like every day, it's twenty four seven. To be honest with you, but it's uh, you yeah. know you know when you've got a passion for something and you love it, uh, it's really weird because you can't uh, you can't stop, can you? Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's an obsession. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, 
you can't stop. I mean, I've got a long way to go just yet, but I think, uh, you know, as long as I have fun along the way, then I'm, I'm quite happy. But it's brilliant to know there's somebody right out there who, uh, well, I'm in the LA uh, denim hangs gang. <laughs> yeah. Every day I get <laughs> updates on what you're doing in LA via, uh, via my messaging on Instagram, which is absolutely brilliant. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our like obs- obsessed slash support group, mm. you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it goes 50-50, some days you're like spending your whole paycheck on shit and you're like, yeah, oh, oh. then you're, just, you're on the obsession side and then the next day you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good, man, you're good, that was worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's mental how it works, you know, this is a true fact, right? The, uh, the best-selling jacket we have in store is the Rogue Territory, the RGT. You know, Tam Ridge line, waxed jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's best-selling jacket we've got. I, I think the railcar Chalko would be up there, but RGT, for whatever reason, have just been a little quicker to deliver, so therefore RGT is his best-selling jacket, the Tam Ridge line. And every single person I've sold that jacket to didn't even know RGT one when they walked through the door. Yeah. And they spent yeah. £280 on that jacket simply because yeah. when they put it on, they don't want to take the fucker off. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. mental. Yeah. Do you know, like, it's, it's so weird. And it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing. It's... Uh, yeah, if you've... Yeah, yeah. You once, just, once you're into it, you're, you're into in, it. Like, you only need that little... Once we've got him in some raw denim, Glenn, that's sat opposite me, he'll never wear any other denim again. I know he won't. And that's our mission before the end of tonight. He'll be in my yeah, star okay. tomorrow picking out a pair of Jellison. I guarantee you. That's, a, that's how we know if we've succeeded or failed. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, cool. So, so, yeah, so cool. Ben, are we, let, let's ask Greg some yeah, questions. Cool. I'm going to I'm gonna blast back in, Greg, to where we were 12 months back with the denim for beginners. Uh, I think we'll shoot through this. I think we'll shoot through it pretty quick because it takes a lot longer to read it than what it does to uh, talk it. To actually talk <laughs> it. But, uh, and then after that, I'll... Talking, I'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll pull my... Uh, all, right, all right, we're done. We're good. We got it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull my Instagram up and I'll see what questions have been laid on there. Uh, and I'll oh, fire yeah. them at you as well, mate, if that's good. I, th- I yeah, think the I think the cool. first question is quite fitting for me. Yeah, because uh, like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a noob. So what is denim made from? Uh, denim is made from uh, you know cotton yarns that are spun together and uh, woven in a in a certain twill weave called right hand twill or left hand twill. It's a three by one weave where you have uh, three yarns. Every three yarns, you have a yarn going through it. Um, you can also have two by one weave or a one by one weave, which turns into technically cham- chambray. Uh, but that's the gist of, of denim. I don't know. It's it's uh, that's I don't know if that's a great way to explain. Yeah, it. yeah, that, that yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, and going one step further than that, like, what is yeah. what is salvage? What 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 is a word? What does it mean? What makes that better than stretch? How does it exist, Greg? What is salvage denim? What's different when you walk into a shop? And you see a pair of jeans that's salvage, and you see a pair that's not salvage. How do we educate Glenn on that? Uh, so salvage is uh, basically denim that's been woven on a narrow loom that it's a, I think, a 27-inch loom versus the 36 or 38 or 34-inch wider looms. 
um, and it's woven to the edges. So this, the edge is it's a it comes from the word self edge, where it's woven ah, into itself and completely sealed at the end. So you have that that little ticker, that selvage ID at the end, um, and and what I have heard, and I, I I haven't been able to fully verify this, but I've got it from a couple good sources that the way that self selvage started was uh, in you know in in the cone. The Cone Mills uh, factory, the White Oaks factory, uh, they, you know, they were, they're really pioneers as far as uh, taking care of their their workers and and things like that. So they would they they would employ tons of people. They would have you know uh, schoolhouses and, and stuff for their kids. They would have uh, you know a lot of educational resources, and they'd really take good care of their people in the early days. And they uh, and you know hired people that either couldn't didn't understand English or couldn't read, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And so they had to they had to differentiate between the different denim fabrics. Uh, so they'd use the, the selvage ID, the color and the and the and the combination of the way that it looked to identify the different fabrics for people that all didn't speak English basically. Is that really? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, that's, I didn't that's know what that. I heard. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's and, cool. that, and that's I think that's how it started. I, I could be wrong, but that's from 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 what I've talked to a couple of people that, that know, you know, their, their shit, um, that yeah, seems to really. be the story. Um, but yeah, so that's, the selvage is basically, it's, it's been, and why it's special, it's produced uh, on, on narrower looms. Uh, I've heard selvage is anywhere between 10 and 20% of all the denim made is, is selvage, and the rest is not in selvage, so it's a lot more limited, um, and it, it takes, lo- you know, it takes longer to make. You have to, you know, when you run the fabric, you know, you have to, a pattern and cut the denim in a certain way to fit all the like one pair of jeans per like mm-hmm. area you know cool. um and and so yeah it, it just becomes a little bit more limited and 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 when you you Better know sew it together and you have the selvage edge on the on the cuff you know it's cleaner you don't have that the, the overlock stitch on the outside so that could fray you know it kind of just self sealed and it looks cleaner and it, yeah and definitely I've, I've just took a look down and i've got the crossover stitchy thing in them Feeling Basically, quite inferior yeah. at the moment. Basically, <laughs> he's looking at the crossover stitch and he's looking at the selvage denim right now, side yeah. by side on the blog that we did a year back. Uh, yeah. he's, sl- he's slowly starting to understand, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I've got a question, though. Just to, I'm going to segue just a little bit. I'm going to segue off it a bit, Greg, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, corn mills, closed down. Yeah. How do you, you know, what yeah. the fuck's that about? <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's it. American now no longer produces selvage denim. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, I think for people in the states, at least for me, it's one of those things that <laughs> you're like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Uh, mm. I mean, we all appreciated and respected and, and valued uh, cone denim, but in, a, in the United States and in, it's it's it was it's seems to be everywhere and, and you know prevalent everywhere and it. It seemed it was. It's been. It's always been there. It felt like it always would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially in the past, you know, since 2014, 2015, when the the Japanese yen went like lower than it's been in 15, 20 years, you know, uh, it just the focus for me and a lot of people was on Japanese denim, and it, it's more. It's like you know, it's exotic. It's over there. It's not here. And the textures and the you know everything about it was really attractive, and we. I've, I've, and a lot of people I know have been really seeking that out and kind of 
re- be respecting and still getting some cone denim pieces and you know Telesin yeah. and uh, yeah. Brave Star and you know certain, a lot of companies out here work exclusively with cone and I mean obviously Levi's which is is that, know, is that why it closed Greg because Levi's has moved its all its production elsewhere do you think uh, you know I don't I don't know enough about exactly why it's closed um, but you know I think I think the business I think it's just it was just they they weren't getting the kind of business they needed to keep that that plant open and they weren't I, I, you know I really don't know the details of why it closed I I kind of just said, you know, I closed and it, that's it, you know, and, and I've mm-hmm. talked to a few people and everybody has valid sounding points that seem like that could be the reason, but a couple of them, have, they've all been kind of different, so I don't know exactly, and I haven't read a lot of, lot into that, that actual topic, so I don't want to really say, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but... Either way, it's a shame, is Yeah, the fact is it's closed, There's t- but the thing is this, that there's tons, I mean, the thing about... The, Cone is that even you know they they've always produced so much denim that uh, they've always had tons of stores stores of seconds and factory seconds or at least even just first that have been sitting there so there's so much of it left over to be bought up a lot of the brands that you know basically run exclusively on cone you know they've they've put a lot of cone basically was like hey first come first serve if you got cash you can buy up denim that was on hold for other people. You know, I've had, mm. I've talked to a couple of brands that had, had, you know, they do business year in and year out with them and they have their holds and their orders uh, that they hadn't paid for and somebody showed up with cash and bought it from them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so it was first come, so I know a lot of brands uh, have kind of took a lot of their resources and put a huge investment in buying up all of the cone denim they can. Uh, and you know it should be around at least for another year or two as far as the brands using it uh, and then after that I mean there's a lot of seconds and then there's a lot of yeah a lot, I think a lot of brands will probably be holding on to little batches of cone for the future you know a couple years after it kind of yeah do right I mean we do there's gonna be yeah it's, uh, so there's a lot of I think it's going to be around for quite a it, I mean if you got a bunch of cone denim pieces don't sell them now keep them five ten <laughs> years from now they'll probably be worth double or triple or who knows how the market's going to go but I'm sure they'll go up and only go up in value as the years progress so what you're telling I mean, me I is I should remove all my telecin off, si- off sale <laughs> <laughs> just buy it up for yourself and throw it else. see I don't know yeah, the thing is like you know making big purchases now and then, <laughs> and then saving it and storing it in storage. I don't know if it's going to be financially worth it, you know, to do that for 10, I don't know, however many years it's going to yeah. take for it to go up in value, <laughs> but if you have pieces you love, hold on to them, you know. And, 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 and you know, grab a couple grab a couple pieces of cone denim just to have, you know, a couple extra crispy ones to, to, put, in your, to put in your drawer and then, like, you know, five years from now, you just bust Try. out a brand new crispy That's it, that's the way into the uh, when you know we back back to obviously Cohen and Raw Denim and all stuff like that. When it comes obviously the, the fades thing, I've been talking to Glenn about fades uh, and why people appreciate them and what creates it and what don't create it. It's uh, how would you describe to the man that's not hundred percent sure that when color is applied to the fabric. Uh, what is it? What is it that makes something fade better than not? You know, better. Uh, how can I put it? So, if Glenn's going to come into my shop tomorrow and he says, "I want some fucking denim that fades really well," what denim would he buy that is not 
you know, as opposed to the rest, if you know what I mean, what, how were fades created? Well, I think, um, fading, I think fading, good fades are, are subjective, you know, um, some people like really high contrast fades and some people like the more subtle kind of vintage low contrast fades. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all that is a subjective aesthetic, um, but I guess to take it to the beginning, you know, you're dealing with indigo, which is a, uh, a type of dye that that doesn't hold and it's, it's it doesn't hold to to cotton and, it, and, it, and it's in particles and it breaks off and it falls away um and the way that you dye the yarn, the denim yarns before they're woven really makes a big difference so you have rope dyeing which is yeah. basically they take these long strings of denim yarn and they run them quickly through a vat and, and then hold them out in the air let them dry and then repeat the process a few times up you know six twelve however many times you how, however dark you want the denim so you don't so you don't really soak yeah. in then because it's it's almost like a rinse of that yeah dye. it keeps the center core white mm-hmm. or at least lighter mm-hmm. so that way as the outside outside of the yarn dye fade you know breaks away and fades off you start to reveal lighter denim or lighter cotton underneath and that's what produces the fades um, and depending on how quickly they run the yarn through, uh, how long they dry it, how many times they do it, um, all depends on how much of that core is saturated with mm. any or none or some uh, indigo. And then you have the hank dyeing or the vat dyeing where they just grab giant bundles of the yarn and they just hand dip it in and soak it and kind of squish it to where the, the indigo gets all the way down in there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes as almost as dark as the outside. Um, that way you takes a really long time to fade yeah you can have a pair of jeans for five ten years and they're barely looking faded but they're all kind of broken in and falling apart yeah um that's that's another kind of situation so depending on what you like uh, i noticed that a lot of people coming in new to raw denim they like the high contrast or they're attracted to the high contrast fade because it's it's it's, it's, it's more it's it's quick you see the evolution kind of before your eyes mm. over the first few months you're already seeing stuff happen yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it just it stands out. It's like, pow, it's very, you know, high, high contrast. So it, it really, like, attracts the eye really quickly. Um, but then I think after, usually what seems to happen is that after a couple years, through two, three, five years, ten years into raw denim, people, I think, get tired of it. They like the more subtle aspects of the fades. They don't want it to be so prominent when they wear it, you know. No. Um, and they start to they start to get attracted to, you know, more low contrast fades, uh, think, in a I, sense. I sometimes think that that's when they get older. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you tend to, you get older, sometimes you want to look a little bit smarter. So you don't want yeah. everybody to know where your phone is and where your wallet is, and you don't want to bust holes in your back pockets. And, you know, like, it's, uh, I feel like right. I'm sitting on fence of that. <laughs> I'm, like, on the yeah. fence at the minute there. Like, you know, like, I love the, I love the idea of beating in a pair of rope-dyed 21-ounce jeans but at the same time, for my life, I mean, I'm 34, I've, I've got kids, yeah. I've got what, you know, like the things I do, it's like, it's, you know, as much as I love the idea, it's not, I, you know, I, I, I like to look respectable when I go to school. <laughs> got <my> kids <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I think that's what it is, because if I were 21 on a skateboard, fucking, I'm, I'm fair game, you know, I want, I want, I want it to batter out, I want to put patches on it. I want it to go faded. I want all my own mm. things on it. You know, like I think that might be an age thing to an extent. Mm. Or it might just yeah, be a school run thing. Mm. It might just be a school run thing because I'm absolutely covered in tattoos from head to toe. 
and the looks that I get, and I'm 29. Yeah, <laughs> Not... You'll get them because you sit down in class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teacher and Apple. Yeah, they're moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, Greg. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely um, a, a great point, is, you know, as especially as men get older, uh, there's, I think, a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, when you're younger, you want to kind of, you want to, you want to pop, you want to peacock and stand out and be seen and, and like, fuck you, this is me, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And you, want thing, and you want things to really, I, I feel like your clothes and your, fa- you know, f- sense of fashion in a sense is a communication outwardly, outwardly to the world. Like, Definitely. This is who I, this is who I am or this is who I want to be or this yeah, is who yeah. I think I am. A statement. Um, and then as you, as you get older, uh, I think you refine that process. You don't, it's like it's like you get you get more sophisticated and subtle and and you know you know I think you don't want to be as loud in that sense you know you want to mm-hmm. kind of have it kind of speak for itself or maybe you start to realize you you want your actions to speak louder than your clothes you yeah. know yeah defo um, definitely and, and yeah and and you also start to I think become tired of sometimes communicating that that loudness or that that strength in your clothing you know can give people. Uh, standoffish or negative impressions right off the bat when, when that's that's not what you want you know you want yeah. you, know, you want you know what some guy be like oh this fucking cool guy over here fuck him you yeah want, yeah yeah have somebody you know be receptive to you and stuff like that and i think as you get older you start to realize those things and and it starts to also suit you you start to feel you you wear clothes to give you power and make you feel stronger i think in a sense and if when you're young having that loud like pop it makes you feel stronger you know but as you get older i think you start to uh feel like it doesn't suit you or you feel kind of silly yeah yeah i get that and then you and then you then you don't feel as strong you know you feel weaker and then you don't mm-hmm. that's not the whole point you know um and and yeah i think for me to the, it's tying it back into the fades i think really what that communicates i think it's like the whole wabi-sabi thing with it's it's what it communicates is experience I think uh-huh. when you when you have when you see a guy wearing a pair of jeans that are beat up and faded, uh, that communicates like, hey, I, I I'm alive. I've been alive. I've been here. This is my experience. I I've, I've been around. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I've cool. Done, I've yeah, done yeah. shit, you know. And uh, check this out, you know. I, I and then people go, oh yeah, that's it, it. Shows it communicates that kind of experience, and and I think that's all we're you know really. Every one of us, I think, all we really want is experience, shared experience, and 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 community, and in connecting with people. Absolutely. And I think that's in the heart of the whole denim fade community. I think maybe subconsciously somewhere, I think that's kind of at the heart of it all. You know? Yeah, absolutely. At I get that. I get that completely. Yeah. I get that completely. So my my next question is probably a super basic one to you, Greg. But like, what makes raw denim raw? <laughs> I just I, I, my favorite answer to that question is that I don't know if you saw I, I posted that little video clip of the Portlandia episode uh, and he's uh, like this is this is raw denim raw denim it's like well he's like, you don't wash raw denim why don't you wash raw denim well, what's raw denim it's unwashed right. <laughs> as simple as that yeah it's denim that hasn't been washed or processed I mean it's been processed but it hasn't been washed it hasn't been distressed it's never technically hit water maybe it's got steamed but it hasn't ever yeah, hit water yeah. uh and it's just raw and it's it's oh i mean if you're getting unsamphorized loom state denim it literally should be uh the same fabric that comes right off the loom 
Yeah, yeah, I see. To a pair of pants. And that's, that's the big that, yeah? difference yeah, between samphorized and unsamphorized. Cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was my next question in terms of samphorized. So that one, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's answered as well. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Every day is a school day. Um, and into you sit in class with your tattoos. Yeah, with my apple. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Wait till my wife hears this. <laughs> um, so again, um, so like, can you explain like what warp, weft, and twill are? like in three st- separate stages because these are three words that I really like the sound of just because yeah. they sound fun but in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. denim how does this I mean I don't know if obviously without I'm checking out the blog and things as diagrams and I can kind of see that but in terms of anyone kind of like tuning in who was at my stage like what what would that what what is a warp to them There's, there is there is a lot of shaban on social media about uh, what weft and twill people will mention it in the comments when they're talking about denim do you agree Greg like it's uh, yeah. like like we all know what it is and to be fair Glenn uh, yeah there's no reason you would know no it's a really good, <laughs> it's a, it's a good question it's definitely one of the first uh, more it's one of the first like technical aspects of denim I think that people learn about when they're really starting to research it and look into it um so you have warp and weft, which is basically the yarns. The warp is what the yarn's running vertical down the weave, and the weft is the, the horizontal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people sew their denim to where the warp is on the outside and the weft is on the inside of the, of the jeans. Um, because it's a three-by-one weave where you have three-to-one as far as on the warp-weft ratio, how it's woven, uh, it creates kind of a directional pattern, which is called a twill. It's a twill pattern, um, and that that's also in other fabrics as well, not just denim. You know, you see olive twill, you know, uh, officer trousers or army pants or whatever. Anything that has that three by one weave is going to create a twill. Can you can you just break back. down the three by one weave just a little bit more for us, Greg, and for listeners? When you say three by yeah, one yeah. weave, go on. It, 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 uh, I can explain. I know what you mean, but I'm trying to. Uh, how do, how do we how, how do we make how do we make it so Glenn understands what we mean? Basically? Yeah, so imagine you're at a so imagine you're at a a, um, a loom, right? And it's it's making mm-hmm. this fabric, and you have all the the vertical warp yarns coming straight at you. And let's just say you know you're doing an old school hand loom where you have to hand weave each. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. So basically, every three um, every three. Uh, is it every three, three by one? So every three warp yarns, you have uh, a weft yarn. So like you'll you'll have to go one, two, three, and then you weave up one one yarn, and then so it's like basically instead of having it one by every every yarn, a one by one weave is where you have every yarn one weave one vertical, one weave horizontal, one weave vertical, one weave horizontal, and mm-hmm. then the two by one is you do two yarns. Uh, in one direction for every one yarn in the other direction. Yep. Uh, and then three by one is the three. And that's, if you look at a chambray one by one weave, like on the inside, on the on the west side, you'll see it looks like a bunch of dots are, are square. It's very symmetrical and it's, there's no direction in as far as a twill. There's no line, diagonal line kind of running down through it. It'll just look speckly or dotted or a bunch of little squares. Basically. Yeah, yeah. With the t- then with the two by one there'll be there'll be a a, a, a directional f- a direction forming but it's not as clear 
but when you get to the three by one you see a clear diagonal line on on the inside because it's it's prom it's, it's it's pronounced by only one for every three yards and it makes it kind of lean in one direction or another i see is that, is that, is that yeah yeah that makes a lot more sense yeah it, it, it's easy yeah. it's easy for glenn because he's looking back you know we've got a computer side so we can look back on the uh, the original question that i asked you a year back that you answered uh which yeah, has diagrams on so it's almost like if, any, <laughs> if anybody wants to know it's it's it is on the club account website or you've got a type is denim for beginners or denim hound uh and you can you can follow up on everything Glenn's saying here with uh, yeah. Glenn Greg saying here with uh, with with we uh, diagrams which is brilliant. Uh, it's it's interesting. This is a good challenge because I've never actually had to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hard. Show them what I'm talking about, and then like, ah, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Like, yeah. This is a good challenge. Well, you you, you would have never had to do this because this is a first. Whoa. Ever denim yeah. podcast, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, so that's the reason why. Yeah. So, so Ben, social media, big part of your life and Greg's. Um, we wanted yeah. to get loads of people involved as we could in yeah. terms of like asking Greg questions. Um, it seems to be pretty much prime time for Instagram now in the UK. Yeah. We've been asking some questions in terms of like literally just checking live as to saying that we're going on online. Uh, is yeah. there some questions for for Greg? And have we got some Ben? Yes, we have got some. Just give me one second, Greg. I'll just read up. Uh, hey, Pisano. Okay, this is a lady. She's cool, actually. I, spoke, yeah. I had a few messages back and forth. I think she's over your side of the pond as opposed to mine. And she says, the first pair that got you excited, Greg, and do you still have them? What were is your it... first pair of jeans that got you excited oh. and do you still have them? Oh, I thought you were talking about boobs then for a second, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't mention that one uh, don't answer that one uh, offline man yeah I, uh, that's actually okay so that's like a two part of the first pair of jeans that ever got me excited I don't have them because they weren't mine uh, I was in I was in um, elementary school I think probably third grade or something like that they weren't your teachers were they you're not like Glenn no no this you know we, I was I I you know, I'm half Japanese uh, and half Irish, uh, okay. and, and all the neighborhoods I've grown up in were predominantly black or white or black, white, and Hispanic uh, yeah. neighborhoods, and or yeah. sometimes Asian, but like Laotian or Korean or you know Chinese. But you've I've grown up in America, up. Greg. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Totally. Totally. Okay. And, yeah. And, cool. And so I was always the ultra minority. I was probably always like the one. Japanese or even few one of the few Asian kids in my school mm-hmm. uh, and and so you know there is and I, all, I moved around a lot like you know I went to 10 schools in 10 years so I was always the new oh. kid always always the Asian kid and, uh, you know, and so it was definitely an okay. interesting and great experience but it was definitely tough at the time but I, I was you know going to school uh, and this kid came, this new kid came in and he was, I think he was Japanese and he was, he didn't talk to anybody. He wore, oh, this isn't like, this is like the eighties. He had a yeah. Walkman yeah. and he had, uh, he would play like the beastie boys. I found out later uh, <laughs> he had, he had just a black t-shirt with like dark, 
Levi's and, yeah. and Chuck Taylor, black Chuck Taylors. <laughs> and, I, and, he had a, and he had a digital watch. And it's like third grade or, or maybe it's like second or third grade. So this yeah. is like this kid. I was like, what how old? The fuck? So how old's third grade? For us in Europe, uh, third grade is. Right. Yeah. So this kid was. This kid had like his dad knew what was up. I think. And mm. uh, but he, he never <laughs> talked. To he didn't talk to anybody. But he was like a, the loner. But like the cool loner that you see in the movies. Like not like the loner like I was. He was yeah. like the. It was just like whoa. The loner that like, didn't what, need this, community. Yeah, school. the mysterious loner. I mean, he probably just had social anxiety when I look back on it. But <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, I think that's most rock stars, isn't it? <laughs> totally and, and yeah. i was just like fuck and he just walking around and then and, and and you know i eventually talked to him and it's like what, what's that watch like what, what are you listening to the beastie boys who the fuck's that and i listened to it you had paul rivera going i'm like oh fuck and my mind was just blown and uh <laughs> and i was like these jeans like lee weren't levi's levi's like you know my my mom my parents were divorced and I mean, a single mom, two kids, moving around a lot. So we would shop at, like, you know, Target and Walmart or, or Payless. And I, I had, like, the, the, the fake Chucks and, like, the whatever Target jeans, whatever, you know, or secondhand jeans or whatever. And he had, like, legit Levi's. I hadn't even seen anybody wear actual Levi's besides the movies. And I was just like, and he had them cuffed up. He had the fat cuffs. Yeah. And he's just the coolest kid. I'm like, damn. So I, at that point, I was like, I want Chucks. I want some Levi's. Yeah. Um, and that was like my first like those are cool though those that I picture that as like the first pair of jeans that was like totally affected my life and I didn't get I didn't get those jeans <laughs> ever like I think <laughs> my first actual pair of Levi's I got maybe like like 15 years ago and those and it but when I got them it was after my whole army surplus because I didn't wear jeans I was more mostly army surplus clothes for a long from when I was maybe 15 14 to like 20s and uh and then when i got my i finally got my first pair and i went to the mall and was like levi's like what and it kind of brought it all back i'm like i'm getting these and i put them on and it just literally like shot me right back to third grade i'm like now i'm the kid with the levi's and, and the chucks <laughs> and i got i don't have a walkman but you know i'll still play some beastie boys and i was just like you know that that really brought me back and i wore those i mean for eight nine years almost probably 10 years at least and you know more than yeah. thousands of thousands of days of wear and just it, washed them crazy and uh those are my first my first pair of jeans and they were just you know non-selvage i think they had like a one percent stretch in them yeah uh but i you know i thought they were fucking cool and i felt cool and then uh i i basically a friend i from skate my skateboarding days had us some friends that were you know did some companies and one of the companies that did was altamont and I think it was like 2002 or 2003, um, they would hook me up with stuff and give me give me clothes, and, and they gave me a pair of jeans, <clears throat> and those were my first sellage. I noticed the sellage ID. I'm like, oh, what's this all about? And in the tag, it said, you know, denim from Japan. And I was like, oh, sick, you know, I'm Japanese. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I was like, and it said, like, from, I think it was from, uh, Kuroki or Nihon, Nihon Menfu, Nempu, Menfu, uh, one of those actually had the yeah. bell, and then it said like Okayama on it, and I'm like, whoa, okay, at the time, Okayama was like, I was like, wait, is that like Okinawa, like from the Karate Kid, and I was like, oh. and I was like, like all that information, I'm like, whoa, there's information here, 
doing, what's this about, it's where it's from, there's like, it's a story to it, and I started looking it up, and then when I started looking into it, that's when the whole world just like opened up for raw denim and Japanese raw denim and salvage denim and all that. So, it's, uh, we've got a question from a guy called Liam Gilroy, uh, Greg, and basically, I don't know how you'll answer this one, I don't know how how I would answer this one if I'm completely honest with you, but he says, what's good denim? What's bad denim, and is it subjective? Um, well, I guess good and bad is always subjective, but I think maybe quality. He's talking about quality denim and denim that's not so quality. I, I think, think maybe. Well, um, I think he's another version of Glenn. So basically, I know he's from UK because I can tell from his profile, and he uh, he's basically, you know, he's he's he, he obviously follows me, so he's in he's into what I'm doing, and he's seen that I'm talking to you. And he's obviously not come in my shop yet because I don't know who he is. So he's thinking, right, what, what, what's good denim? What's bad denim? And is it subjective? I, I suppose the answer to is it subjective is probably, yeah, shamefully. I think it's, well, I think it's 50-50. I think, I think that would be a two-part answer, which is like, one, good denim is, first of all, denim that you fucking like and that you think is cool and, and makes you feel good when you wear it. And Which is two, subjective, it, yeah. It, the denim that lasts for maybe more than a couple of years and doesn't yeah. fall apart within the first year or two. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's that the combination of both of those things is mm-hmm. what would make good denim or bad denim. Do you know and it's, it's half subjective, half non-subjective. It's really funny because I, I, you just said something then that reminded me a couple of weeks back I were in Berlin at Selvage on Trade Show and I was speaking to Tony Patella from Tellerson. Mm, nice. And... Uh, it was brilliant to get to meet him because they were first ever pers- they were first ever brand that we ever had on clobbercam.com. They were first sort of like big brand that said, "Do you know what? Yeah, we'll give you a bit of time and we'll answer your questions and we'll and we'll we'll we'll, we'll help you out." And and it really did help us out. And so I got to meet him a couple of weeks back, and it was brilliant getting to talking to him. And we were on about washed denims and washed salvage denims. I, we I, in store, I don't carry any washed denim. And as a brand, he says they don't carry any washed denim. Uh, and I said to him, why, why don't you carry any washed denim? And he said, well, thing is, to wash a denim down, he says to take this pair of Labrook groves, which were raw and crispy and folded up on the table. He said to get that to look like a washed denim would take two years. I says, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. He said, so basically when you buy a washed denim, all you're doing is erasing two years from the life of the garment. He said, so if you're gonna spend good money on denim, why would you want to erase two years from it? Surely surely you want that two years in your own life. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Surely you want that, you want to wear that two years in. And then he said, yeah. it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and I kind of looked, kind of looked at him and went, fucking hell, it is fucking stupid, Tony. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you, let's talk baseball. Like <laughs> It was, you know, it was a real, the way he said it, I just kind of thought, fucking hell yeah. You know, like, he's absolutely right. He is completely right. I feel like there's also good to differentiate between washed denim and distressed denim. Mm. Denim 
you know, you can take denim and throw it through a wash and yeah. kind of lighten it up and soften it up like a one-wash denim that, you know, a lot of Japanese uh, Yeah, there's a ringed denim. Yeah, I understand that as well. It, yeah, of or, course. Or, or there's also one step further where you're washing it in a tumbler with stones a few times, you know, and kind of breaking it up even more, getting it to yeah. look two or three years old. But then there's also the distressed denim where they put it up, they wrinkle it, and they sandpaper it down and make almost holes in it, yeah. or at least distress the, 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 the so-called... Uh, friction points uh the, you know that that uh, the distress denim that that i think it falls under what he's talking about yeah. i think wash denim it just it just kind of it maybe ages it slightly it, it makes it look older like a two or three year wear but it probably ages the denim maybe a couple of months but yeah, this, this yeah, the yeah, indigo yeah. that gets aged i think I for me the big the big argument against for me uh washed or distressed denim would be that it's you know everybody's body bends at different places you wear your jeans at different points on your hips your knees are lower or higher compared to somebody else's so if you got denim that's been washed and has pre pre-made whiskers or honeycombs you know once you wear those jeans for six months to a year your your actual whiskers and honeycomb areas are not almost always always not going to exactly match up with the ones that were pre-made so you'll have you'll start to create your own whiskers across the pants in the front that are like crisscrossing with the ones that were pre-made yeah and so like you're gonna have this weird double wear thing that's that doesn't look right and i think mm. that's for me one, yeah, thing, one yeah. big thing that bothers me about that mm. and and yeah and, and it's, i mean it's the process of uh you know it's i think it's, it's the process of wearing your jeans and making them your own that makes it so cool so you're missing out on a huge factor there yeah, yeah, um, yeah. also to wash a pair of jeans you're using a lot of water which we don't have a lot of good water to use and you're yeah, polluting sure. water systems and you're, it's really not good for the environment there's a lot of chemicals involved yeah it's not yeah, good yeah. for the people that actually it's not good for the workers that actually process that stuff even if they're no. wearing masks and stuff yeah, yeah. you know i've been in i've been in there's a few wash factories out here. One of the biggest wash factories in the, in the country is I've, I've visited a few times, and um, they they actually run it well, and it's not bad conditions, but still, just by the nature of it, you, yeah. you have to wear a mask, and, cool. and you're dealing with there's all these chemicals lying around, and you have to work with them, and and, and so all that stuff put together, it's like. And, and it takes longer, and it's more expensive. If you get a pair, if Telesin did make a wash version of their Lambro Groves, then they would probably be 100 to $150 more expensive than their raw ones because they yeah. have to process and pay for all the work to get it done. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to do all that, you might as well just find a cool vintage store and go buy some jeans that have been worn. Exactly. That's you know, the exact and point. Broken in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Very true. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, <clears throat> Greg, I'm going to. We're going to fire over to, <laughs> I had more questions to ask you, but we're definitely going to have to get you back on the show uh, yeah. sometime in the next few months. There's no doubt about it. You're going to have to become a resident, I think, mate. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, man. But, uh, but uh, in the meantime, what we wanted to do were uh, fire off a little quick fire with you. So basically, I'm going to say two things to you. And what we're going to do is okay. give the listeners, you, you can't think about it, you've just got to answer. And, uh, yeah, okay, are you well, ready? Let me, let me, let me prepare, let me pour my, uh, my second cup of tea. Real quick. Sorry, if, if, you hear, if you hear that liquid pouring in the background, that's not me taking a piss. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pouring some tea. <laughs> some Japanese tea. Japanese green tea, baby, all the way. What we're going to do is we have every guess that we get, and we're going to give him a quick, quick fire. We're just going to fire okay. 
sort of like nine, ten things at home, and we just want to answer, want to answer straight away and see how we get on with that. Uh, it okay, sounds, well, sounds like it could be a good that. laugh, and it breaks up. So, but this might, might make it better. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if it will. <laughs> but, uh, right, are you ready? Ready. USA made, Japan made. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, Quick fire. Japanese, <laughs> Japanese. Japanese made with the caveat of, fuck, I'm both. A Japanese Next. made, Japanese Next. made. Okay, then Japanese yeah. made, so I'm going to move on to full count or iron art. either but i i'd have to say full count just because they're part of the, the original Osaka. Uh, crew yeah, yeah all yeah. right no worries so salt and vinegar cheese and onion salt and vinegar salt and vinegar indian food chinese food indian food indian food lager or craft beer ipa ipa <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you ready? Tattoos or piercings? Uh, piercings. Piercings. This one's difficult. Yes. I'm going to hit you with a difficult one now. Are you ready? Yeah. RGT or 316? RGT. RGT. Good man. That was quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so UK music bands or USA bands? USA. USA. Oh, well, fuck. All right. It's out. No. <laughs> <laughs> A difficult one. Yeah. I'm gonna give you one more time. UK bands, USA bands. USA. USA. Oh, still, <laughs> still. Okay. still. <laughs> then we've got the uh, the sun or the snow. Fuck. Uh, snow. snow. <laughs> All right. Cappuccino or latte. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. And the final one is. None. I've given you them all. That's it. That's You've it. just done the quick fire round, Greg. Nice. Yeah, that's it. You did <laughs> it. You did it. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, that's not too bad. It's just some fun. Most of my answers, but oh well. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. How do you feel, Greg? It's been brilliant talking to you, mate. Do you think we can get you back on sometime in future? Absolutely. I'd love to come back to on right. anytime. There's so yeah. much stuff I want to ask you. Like, I really wanted to get stuck into free note stuff i wanted to get stuck into your acting career before uh before denim but i just don't think we're gonna have time tonight so that i think that's a show in, its, in itself yeah that, that's a show about greg as opposed yeah. to a show about denim i think yeah yeah all right yeah yeah well I, sure. I think we can definitely move on from this as well in terms of the summer because i'm actually coming to la greg in july oh. Uh, yeah. We, should do yeah, a, yeah. we should do a blog and you should be with Greg and I'll and be Yeah, you should own. be the guest. We can reverse this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, yeah. so good. I'm visiting Hele on the presence that I'm thirty in July. Um okay. and Lemmy used to live there and he's been to a place called Rainbow Bar and Grill and that's the only thing I know about LA. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll, we'll initiate you. I'll have to get Absolutely. some good jeans for then. You can buy him from Free Note. Right? <laughs> get him in Free Note. We'll get him in Free Note. We'll, we'll hold him off till he comes to you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'll get you your first pair. Will be a pair of 23 ounce Free Notes. <laughs> sounds heavy. <laughs> <Good. laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Greg, and enjoy the rest of your morning, what we've got left. I know we've took up about an hour of it. <laughs> yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me no, on. Yeah, no, it's been brilliant for having you, mate. Thank you very much. It's the, uh, awesome. You were us first. You've just popped out a cherry. <laughs> yes. Yes. You popped the world's cherry. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, brilliant. Greg. Cool. Ca- catch you soon, buddy. Thanks, guys. Speak soon, Cheers. man. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Awesome. That one. Good. That was his first podcast. I'm sure we'll listen back to it and hear his own voices and think we sound like beep. But that was great good fun. Uh, Greg, awesome man. Thanks for coming on. Definitely have you on again. Uh, I hope you tune in and listen to more. And uh, well, yeah, good. So anyway, I had a, this little idea that I think it'd be really cool because obviously I've got Glenn here. It's Glenn and Ben. Uh, not the flower pot men not the flower pot men no definitely not but the because uh, we do the 10 at 10 and we've, we've always done the 10 at 10 I like to do everything in 10s I don't know if that's OCD or uh, routine I'm not quite sure but I uh, I met Glenn do the uh, I told him that when we were going to do this podcast I said Glenn you've got to do Glenn's 10 that's what you've got to do man I don't know what it is I don't know how it's going to sound I don't know what you're going to do, but Glenn's 10 fits with everything else that we do do. So uh, I hope you've got some ideas. If not, I'll just put you on spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when you said <laughs> Glenn's 10, I kind of looked at the Clubbercam blog and thought, Jesus, all these guys know about denim and stuff, and I really don't. <coughs> um, so at this stage, I'm going to like just try and kind of open your mind to like random bits to add a different dimension because so you've got 10 things for us then uh, yeah yeah 10 things yeah to right. talk about which is uh food related facts today yeah <laughs> all right yeah yeah it's which done. is mad this sounds cool. like a yeah, no, I'm this, this sounds like alan partridge's uh radio show now i was thinking it's <laughs> <Netflix> original <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah like i um a lot of my background is food and things like that, food and drink and food yeah, service and eating out of the home and things like right, that, okay, yeah. which we'll come to that on a different yeah. different one, which is a bit more, uh, yeah, that's kind of a bit more about me down the line. But yeah, that in terms of like digging out facts and stuff like that, I'm just going to come on like once a week and just dig out some facts and just kind of, yeah, yeah, just shoot the shit, yeah, shoot the shit as such. So yeah, so some, some facts. Milt, I'm not sure if you've heard of milt before. Go on. Is a food source, yeah, which is a delicacy around the world, which is actually fish sperm. Fish sperm? Yeah, yeah. Milt? Milt, M-I-L-T. Right. I can't say I've ever tasted it, but yeah, yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> I don't know. I'm allergic to fish, so yeah. I've definitely never tasted it. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> all the milt heads, yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, one that you can probably re- relate to a lot more. Go on then. Not saying that you're a fat bastard. Okay. That's all. But uh, McDonald's sell yeah. 75 burgers every second of every day. Oh, that's, yeah, I can't believe that, though. Have you seen that film? Uh, where, have you seen that film where, is it? Oh, what's that actor? He used to be Batman, and then he played Ray Kroc in that McDonald's film, and it shows you about how they built it all up and bought it off McDonald's brothers. Never heard of that. The one founder. One. Watch that. Right. That's right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right film, and that I can't believe that because I've seen that. So there Crazy. you go. Crazy. I'm not buying them cows, by the way, of being a veggie and all that sort of stuff. But again, uh, that's for another podcast uh, if we're going to start banging that drum. <laughs> <laughs> um, third one on the. Uh, on the list is chocolate were once a currency. Michael Keaton. That's 
that's him. Uh, chocolate will want a currency. <laughs> chocolate will want a currency. It's funny that you say that because I put a story out last night on my Instagram asking people whether they, they preferred chocolate or sweets. Just give me a second. And what did, what did people let's like? Let's get to the answer and I'll tell you What did people think of that then? I did it as a, uh, you know, you can do it as a poll. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, wait a minute. Let's get to it and I'll tell you now. Right then. So we'll do a versus. Ben's going through his Instagram now. Choc- chocolate. Chocolate. 87% in favour of chocolate over sweets. Which is completely by accident in terms of a coincidence. So that kind of ties in well to your Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Apparently football is 61% more popular than baseball, which is 39%. Apparently beer is 79% more popular than champagne, which is 21%. Uh, Weightlifting is 60% and swimming is 40%. Uh, The guitar is 45% over the computer, which is... Oh no, the guitar is 55% over the computer, which is 45%. And planes are 74% against a train, which is 26%. And people prefer love over money, 62% to 38%. But they prefer denim over love, (laughs) (laughs) which is 64% to 36%. That's a close one. An avocado is 58% and a broccoli is 42%. The iPhone is 91% over an old phone, which is 9%. American football is 58% of a baseball, which is 42%. And the ham loses out to a chicken, 62 to 38%. The paper clip and the what the pin, <laughs> that is close, 47 to 53. You probably need to understand uh, or see like Ben's story <laughs> to kind of get what he's talking about now. But as you can imagine, he's, a, he's an Instagram head. And he's, he's been doing his polls on, on Insta. On the Instagram story. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, fact four. Fact number four is, maybe I'll ask you this. Um, what is Brazil's favourite pizza topping? What would you say on that one, Ben? Uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> hey. Uh, the, Brazil's favourite pizza topping is green peas. Really? Which I'm absolutely fine with. That's yeah, that's, that's fine. Cool. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like yeah. That. Bit different. Um, yeah. So next time you order, ask for some peas. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fact number five: eating bananas can actually help fight depression. Really? Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. That's cool as well. Yeah, also cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so that. next time you see a guy eating a banana, don't. I always think that he's doing it just for health reasons. He might just be a bit depressed, but yeah, hopefully, he, hopefully he's smiling. Surely it's healthy. If you see somebody smiling and he's eating a banana, it's obviously working. So yeah. that's all good yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing. To think yeah, about. yeah, defo. Um, six weird one, really okay. weird one, and I right. found this today, and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Honey is made from nectar and bee vomit. No way. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Really? Little bees being sick. Into the goldeny goodness. That's mental because if you have, well, if they eat it all, then I'd be sick if I ate loads of honey. So, <laughs> so I understand that. But the thing is, it's like if you eat local honey, it's supposed to help with uh, air fever and that, isn't it? So local bee sick helps with air fever. Maybe so. Maybe so. I have no idea on that one. I'm just Not reading sure the how facts. That works. Uh, I just find these facts online, by the way. I don't kind of go out and research them as well. So it's just yeah, a just a quick yeah. fire fix. Number seven, which is kind of like cool, mm-hmm. that the popsicle, or what we call it in England as an ice lolly, yeah. were actually invented by an 11-year-old girl in 1905. Fuck off, how? In what way? I guess she froze a soda or she froze some sort of fruity goodness with a stick and thought, I'll hold it by the stick, which is mental and 
if well, you think she gets any money for that these days. I mean, if her family's loaded for inventing the ice block. Maybe so, maybe so, but yeah, I just mad. Not. Probably not, but some business guys kind of picked that up and thought, mm. yeah, that works, Brill. Probably her dad. 1905, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, this is a quite a cute one, what, in a one? way. Number, number eight. eight. Yeah, okay. So twists in pretzels, do you know what they're supposed to represent? No. They're supposed to look like arms crossed in prayer. Really? Yeah, yeah, so it comes back to religion. Who invented pretzels then? I have no idea. You're asking me questions that are not on my yeah, uh, radar, true. but if yeah. anybody knows who invented pretzels, you should leave us yeah, yeah. a message or a comment. But pretzels are not that big over here, are they? Like in America, they're no. more they're more prominent than they are yeah, in England. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of know what one looks like. Yeah. But there's not that many pretzels. They're all right when they go stores. on sale. What multi pack for a quid in Asda? Yeah, cinnamon. Then you buy cinnamon, yeah. chocolate. No. Yeah. Now I always go for uh, cheese and chai. Oh yeah, so you're going Always down the full-on savoury crisp style yeah. pretzel. I yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. I, I get that. I don't know if that's a sweet one. Number nine. Yeah. Onion. Yeah. Is Latin for large pearl. Is it? Completely random. Yeah. Mad that, isn't it? I get it though. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I yeah. Get it. When you put when you peel an onion skin off, it. Yeah, it looks it's a red onion or a normal one. It's kind of silvery and yeah, glossy. yeah. I get that completely. What's your what's your uh, what's your opinion on the the feeble onion? I uh, I really like large pearls. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I put them in most things that I do. Yeah, I yeah. Cook all the time. And I can't have a sandwich without um, onion or mayonnaise. Really? There you go. Yeah. Every time I go to Subway, loads of red onion, loads of mayo, all the time. Could you eat a sandwich with one but without the other? They're complementing each other. But could you eat those? Could you have a sandwich with mayonnaise and onion, or a sandwich with onion and no mm. mayonnaise? Um, I guess so. I guess there's, a, I guess there's, there's a sandwich for that, but I can't think of one that springs to mind. So you have to have both. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a cheese, onion, and mayonnaise at least on everything. Cheese, onion, be that a, mayonnaise, be that yeah. a veggie patty, a veggie burger, whatever that might be, cheese or just cheese and mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah, which Cold. is a bit weird. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's going down a different show completely. Sandwich yeah, fillings. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. It is a good <laughs> show. That's a good show. Yeah, and number ten. I'm struggling to read this one, but it's probably quite a gross one, mm -hmm. and this is probably just going to make the podcast go completely silent after this, go. in a way. But the word castorium. Yeah. which is a substitute uh, for vanilla flavouring, mm -hmm. is actually taken from the anal glands of beavers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm just delivering the facts. I'm not, you Who know. Who have ever thought that we all love beavers' anal glands? Which is mental. Mm. Absolutely crazy. To be fair. Not a beaver in an anal gland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just crazy to think. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's Glenn's ten, random yeah. as you like. And then what I thought would be a nice little of kind of, again to, to kind of like you know, put a different element onto it is, I I like to see kind of, I've always been obsessed with like, who shares my birthday, probably because. I've got a cool one in terms of like who shares my birthday on this on who on, on the day. Why who shares your birthday? Brock Lesnar, because he's a big well, badass yeah, wrestler yeah. who's been in UFC and da 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 da. Okay. So it's quite a cool one. So yeah. what I thought is every time we record a podcast, we can kind of see whose birthday is on on today. Right. Okay. Which kind of like leads on to whose birthday it is today, which is whose a bit bizarre. 
because yeah. talking in the genre of wrestling uh-huh. today, Big Show is 46. Really? The Big Show. I don't know that. if he's still wrestling. Oh, no. No, no he is. Yeah, he is definitely it? is. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's big. He's, yeah. uh, he's, lost loads, he's dropped loads of weight, hasn't he? He's like, dropped loads of weight, gone to the gym, gone on a diet. He looks really well. Cool. He's, uh, he's hardcore. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, so he's, he's, he's one of the only ones left today. in the Attitude Era, when you like, left yeah, school. Yeah. I'm a bit older than you, but you kind of left school and all these wrestlers, Rock and Stone Cold and that, were all, were all at it. Uh, Big Show were in the it makes and he's still there now. Happy That's days. Cool. Good birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Big Show. Yeah, probably probably listening. He's probably into his denim. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fucking salvage. <laughs> uh, and there's another guy, um, Clay Thompson. Right. People stateside will be absolutely yeah yeah Clay Thompson, but Ben Clay Thompson no no bounty ball hoops things like that no nope no no what so. He's 28 today, and what he's he a basketball player for the Golden State oh, Warriors. I thought he were a right back for Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that. He, I guess he's good because that that team's good. Are they? They are good. Yeah. yeah, I've always been a Lakers fan because Shaq and Kobe Bryant. Um, and you're a glory supporter. Yeah, yeah. And I like yellow. <laughs> I like supporting Manchester United. It is in a way, but yeah, I just like yellow things, and uh, yeah, the, the jersey uh, kind of always <laughs> drove me to it. Yeah, but I know that Golden State are a very good team, and I'm guessing that he's kind of a big deal over there. But cool. to your average, yeah. happy birthday. To your average guy in the UK, probably means nothing. Mm. But yeah, so. So in terms of like, yeah, so when when's your birthday, Ben? Because I've done Nin- a bit of research April, on this. Nineteenth, nineteenth of April. Cool, cool. I'm in Aries. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. So we've got, for you, which obviously everyone will know these names. Go on. James Franco. Slightly let down. Yeah. Not well, sure he was good in Spider-Man, weren't he? Oh, is it him? What, yeah. did he play Spider-Man? No, he didn't. He played other one, didn't he? Yeah, the, the badass guy who were... Um, the young badass guy, though. Yeah, yeah, like... That weren't James Defoe. Exactly, his son, I think yeah, it was, and then Spider Man right, killed still. his father, mm. and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think he's a model as well for like Calvin Klein or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but... I mean, I gave him a job when I've done. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kate yeah. Hudson, I know the name, right. but I don't really Kate know the Hudson. lady. I don't know Kate Hudson. Yeah, so. She's on there. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you I'm do gonna... that while yeah. I tell you the next one, which is one when I kind of Googled this, is brought back childhood memories. Tim Curry. Oh, Kate Hudson. Tim Curry's brilliant. Tim yeah. Curry's good because Tim Curry's uh, scared me to death in It. It. Yeah, 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 film, yeah. Clown. And he also scared me to death in Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've not seen Rocky Horror, but I didn't realise you were in It. Yes. But I'm not it the biggest Rocky film Horror. guy. So. And Kate Hudson is, of course, Goldie Hawn's daughter, who is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, fair which enough. Which is in Almost Famous. Meant. Mega Babe. So, awesome. Fair enough. Yeah, Share yeah. Birthday with you. Yeah, so yeah. And cool. Yeah, cool. So yeah, just Is random. That yeah, that that's me, mate. Just random shit. I'm just talking random shit today. Right, so yeah. so cool. yeah. So that's that's where we are, mate. Um, awesome. Yeah. Big Show's birthday. Happy birthday, Big Show. That must be a big cake. Do you reckon it's he has a cake? <laughs> not while he's on his diet. Well, obviously not. <laughs> he's a giant lettuce <laughs> and twenty-five chickens. Twenty-five chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. exactly what it is. Well, so. yeah, so that's Glenn's 10. Yeah, sorry to disappoint, nice. but I'm just going to add the oh, random okay. element to this yeah, I like shit. Yeah, Cool. Mint. Hiya, this is Ben from Clobbercam. Uh, just a quick note to say thanks to everybody that's took the time to tune in and listen to the first ever Clobbercast. 
We've got lots more coming. We're really looking forward to speaking to people from all around the world and speaking denim, speaking leather, and basically just talking life with people that are similar to us. Uh, it's been really good fun tonight. It's not been perfect, but it was never going to be. This is the first one. Big thanks to Glenn, who has helped me get this up and running and made it possible. And you know, I just can't wait to speak to you even more. Who knows? One day we might even dare do it live. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but until then. I'm about to <laughs> venture outside to my car in my Eat Dust Bloodline jacket, my Shock Atelier Fatigue Pump, my Red Wing Heritage 8138 and my Vintage Wrangler shirt, and it is absolutely pissing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, have a lovely evening, guys, and look forward to speaking to you again soon.